Hey, welcome into another episode of Triple Babble Podcast, where we discuss everything in the NFL. We give uh, matchup predictions and analysis, a little bit of you know sports betting uh, analysis. Of course, we talk about our favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm your host, Trev, and I'm joined here um, by my co-host, as always, uh, El Jefe. And excuse me, um, I'm joined by TP. I'm joined by my other co-host, TP. Uh, <laughs> so we have a we have a we have a great uh, slate of content we want to get through today. Um, so since the last episode, we've uh, had a few things happen, and uh, most recently was the uh, conference championship game, the AFC and NFC con- um, championship game. So I want to start with that, just a quick recap of you know what happened uh, with the Eagles and 49ers as well as Kansas City and Cincinnati. So uh, I'm gonna start with that pretty great games uh guys i mean the eagles and 49ers games wasn't as great just due to the you know uh handicap on the 49ers side um they obviously went through a lot uh with injuries and the eagles just really routed them not too much of a competitive ball game but we saw the eagles really at their full potential battling a really good defense in the san francisco 49ers you know albeit their offense you know couldn't get too much going so Starting with this one, I mean, what did you think about that? Uh, Hearts look limited, but, um, you know, they still manhandled a really good defense, um, I'd say. What do, you, what's, um, what do you guys think about that game? Uh, yeah. Uh, what's going on, everybody? This is El Jefe. Um, I, yeah. There's not much to really think about this game other than it's crazy. This game really just brought back up should we hold three quarterbacks on a roster again? I mean, now they're, they're talking about this because of this game solely because of this game. And it, it's been, I don't know what over, I think a decade since we've had this rule in effect or maybe something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But the 49ers, man, I expected a lot better than this. Um, I, I, I can't believe they, they only put up seven points, one, one touchdown the entire game. Um, like you said, Jalen hurts looked limited, and I'm hoping that limitation does not lead him to a Super Bowl victory because I don't I don't need to hear any Eagles fans calling my phone talking about this that and the third. I'm tired of it already. I'm 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 just not here for it anymore. Sorry to disappoint you, <laughs> FA. But my my take since the beginning of this playoffs, unfortunately, what I feel is that we're gonna we're gonna have to. <clears throat> We're gonna have to hear celebrations from the Broad Street Bullies in Philadelphia. This 49ers team just looked devoid of any motivation or effort, heart, energy after Brock Purdy went down. Josh Johnson did his best NFL journeyman. And Dominican Suta came out. Then we saw an arid pass from Christian McCaffrey. Where I don't know that the ball Bro, was it wasn't even arid. There was no day. target. This man just like he was like, shoot, like they they asked me to throw the ball at least one time. I guess I'm gonna throw it up, and you know yeah. it doesn't have to even come close <laughs> to anyone. He I, wasn't I ready for that bad. moment. He was nah, not ready for that moment. <laughs> he, he wasn't even close to ready. No. I feel bad for Brock Purdy because they're saying that he are he he may or may not need Tommy John surgery. I don't know if you guys are familiar with baseball. But pitchers usually get Tommy John surgery. When they do end up getting Tommy John surgery, it's usually <clears throat> the end of the career or they hit a downslide. Well, medicine's improved quite a bit. So, I mean, he'll be ready yeah. for next season. I, I wish him the best it's of luck. It's not a good thing to hear. No, it's not um, good to hear. But It's not a good thing to hear. Well, we do wish him the best. 
Yes, for sure. And I will say, um, and I've been saying this all year long, much to my despise, or I'm sorry, much to my disdain, but congratulations to Hassan Reddick and his ability to get to the quarterback almost what seems to be at will. Mm-hmm. He has had one of the better seasons this year. I think he had 19 and a half sacks in the regular season or something along those lines, or maybe 19 and a half season, 19 and a half sacks this season in totality, including regular season and playoffs. But I mean, he's had an exceptional year. He is the heart and soul of that Philadelphia defense. And Jalen Hurts doesn't really, he doesn't have to play hard. He doesn't have to do too much. The defense plays like that. He could play, he could be a game manager. And realistically, just seal the deal for this for this Philadelphia franchise. I do believe that we're going to see Super Bowl number two in Philadelphia. Two and five years, good for them. Okay, well, let's go ahead get into the next game. Though we had the uh, the Bengals and the Chiefs game going on, man, and and the refs, man. I'll say this again: I feel like they control too much. Um, they, they should have just let these guys play. That's my take on this. Um, they should have went. Man, we all knew Kansas City was going to win that game, man. We knew that. We knew. I'm trying this. to see an overtime. I'm trying to see an overtime. I'm trying to see that new rule. This should have. Ha- it should have happened right here. This it should have happened. That was my prediction. If they were to showcase the new rule, it would have happened in the AFC Championship game. But I think we could see it in the Super Bowl. Why not? I think that's a good enough time. That, that's a good script. That's yeah, it's an amazing yeah, script. A lot of storylines for this script. Andy so, Reid versus old team. Ahead, I'm sure. I'm sure Hurts. Kelsey and, brothers. I'm sure Hurts and Mahomes have already received their scripts, and they've just kind of been like rehearsing. <laughs> you know, just yeah, like absolutely, definitely, definitely <laughs> they, practices in. They're yeah, going they, for their they, roles for Oscars as well, Oscar performances. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to yeah, win the not, Super Bowl. The Chiefs are going to win yeah. the Super Bowl, guys. I hope it's going to look bad. It's going to look like the Eagles are going to win, but the Chiefs are going to pull it out is what I think. Yeah, you know, but, you know, I do want to give a quick shout-out to <laughs> – I want to give a quick shout-out, though, to uh, the CBF program of Georgia. Since 01, they've had at least one player on a t- on a Super Bowl team going into the Super Bowl. So, shout-out uh, this year, the players on the Eagles. So, we'll see what they can do. Wow, since the turn of the century. That's that's impressive. Yeah, but, you know, outside of that, we'll get more into the Super Bowl outlook on the next episode. Let's let's get into some other topics we have going around in the league, fellas. We got Brady's retirement again. Again, he retires. And uh, right before we got on here, um, TP brought up, they're they're out here selling the sand that he retired on. This this is getting insane. It's crazy, you know, because personally for me, I, I see him coming back. You know, in a couple nope. of months, just to make headlines again. Nah, I ain't doing that, bro. No, it's over. Doing that. It's over. It's over. Uh, you don't think he's gonna pull up Brett Favre? No, Hefe, no, Hefe, yo, check this out. I remember this was a while ago, but I said to you, this was before the podcast, before anything. I said Brady will fulfill his contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he initially retired, or there was speculation he would retire the first time. I said he will fulfill his contract. Brady signed an extension, what was it, like a year ago or a year and a half ago, something like that. I think it was like one or two years. Basically, I think he's reached the end of that contract. I was like, he will fulfill his contract and that'll be it. You know, I don't think that he will, you know, leave it on the table where he has to, you know, you know, whatever, give something. But I don't think so. I didn't I didn't foresee that. I was like, he will fulfill his contract and that'll be it. I think he's fulfilled his contract at this point in time. I don't really speculate him coming back. 
I think it could be a situation where there's a situation, you know, there's a big situation in Vegas, there's a big situation in Miami or, you know, wherever. And uh, people are calling for him to come back. It's not on Tom. Count out the 49ers. Or the 49, man. But it'd have to be a situation that would call him to come out where the fans, where the league are just like, we would love to see Tom in this spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd have to be something like that because I don't think he's going to come back of his own, on his own like that. I, I think um he'll stay retired. I think it'll have to be a fan thing because people people really either hate Tom Brady or they really like Tom Brady. There's no like, oh, I kind of like Tom. No, it's like that. And I think for Tom, it'd have to be something where people, I like, love him again. <laughs> they're just like, yo, come back. I mean, he had a down year. So um, no one wants to go out while they're down. They want to go out on the top. So. I don't think he comes back unless that scenario happens. TP, you think he'll come back? No, it's it's his time to rest, man. He's he he saw what happened in the last playoff game, and this this isn't to brag for the Cowboys or anything like that. So that was a talking point, and everybody was saying, "Oh, the Cowboys were the last team to beat Tom Brady." I was like, "Shut the fuck!" I'm sorry, shut the hell up. And nobody, Yo, <laughs> yeah, sorry, nobody, nobody cares that. We were the last team to beat him. Like, no, that's that's not like, oh, that's not that's not our Super Bowl. No, right? I did hear Giselle had a um Prescott jersey though. Let's not do that because you know she she was with Antonio Brown allegedly. I I never wish any sort of infidelity or anything of the sort. Well, I guess they're divorced and they're divorced now, so it's the one <laughs> infidelity. Yeah. But yeah, now Brady, Brady seems like a guy who's trying to get his family back together. He realizes the error in his way. It might be too late. It probably He's, is. Do you too late. see Giselle's message to him? His her public message. She was like, She's like it was it was very business like. Like, yeah, no, for sure. She's definitely very professional. Well, very when a like, woman hey, when a woman talks off. to you like that, it is done. It yeah, is HR. done. HR. ADA. She, big, she big gave HR an message. HR response about their relationship. It is done. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, well, yeah. It's well, done. Uh, TP. Speaking about getting families back together, um. <laughs> You think Aaron Rodgers could find his way over to Vegas and uh, they can get the little uh, Rodgers and Adams family back together? I I personally, I, I mean, that that would be a good fit, but Rodgers is also from California. And to your point, San Francisco may be looking for a quarterback after Kyle Shanahan saw the quarterback scripts for season in, season out. His quarterback scripts have been a little bad, it's been a little rough, a little beat up. So I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers finds himself somewhere closer to home than Las Vegas. He finds himself in San Francisco, but Las Vegas could work out for the guy. Derek Carr obviously said there in the Pro Bowl that he's not going to be coming back to Las Vegas. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah, I want to touch on Derek Carr real quick. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw that little interview that he gave, that little snippet. <laughs> this <Yeah>. man was like, <laughs> they asked him, I forgot who asked him, but they said, uh, you know, Derek Carr, like, you know, you thrown touchdown passes in Vegas. You've had, you know, uh, you know, success here. The Pro Bowls in Vegas. They were just like, you know, what do you think about being here again? He was like, uh, something, some variation of like, apparently I wasn't good enough. Like, <laughs> that's why they're getting rid of me. And it was like, this yeah, is a very, said, it was like a very, said, obviously like, this is the best I've played. Otherwise they wouldn't be looking to get rid of me. So yeah, it was something like that. I was like, man, that was funny. It was very, just a real moment, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, in terms of Rodgers, I think that there's potential Rodgers just stops playing, uh, that he just, you know, decide, like if, if he doesn't go to the location that they're saying he doesn't have a trade clause or he has um, 
yeah, he doesn't have a, a no trade clause. So let's just say they're trying to ship him to Washington for whatever reason, yep. and he doesn't want to go there. Uh, he would just be like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to play. And just knowing Aaron Rodgers, the type of guy he is, he's a prime candidate. So he's just, I'm just not doing this anymore. And he just he just quit. So like, what value is there if he just decides he's not going to play if you trade him to another team? Um, so, I mean, there's potential for that. But I do think this man wants to play football. It seems to be the only thing he loves. So... <laughs> Um, I think he'll be playing next year. That's what Derek Carr said. He said that if he if he didn't play with Las Vegas this year, that he was just going to retire. You know, he didn't he didn't see himself playing anywhere else except for with the Raiders. Why is so that? He, Why does Derek Carr like the Raiders? Was that his childhood team? Man, player uh, the scripts. It's the scripts. It's the scripts. His his character has got to be a written his, script. His character yeah, arc has yeah. obviously gone up, and he's peaked, and he understands that the rest of his script is either going to be nothing and abysmal so you know it's just gonna be nothing but sorrow so he's like you know what let me just let me just cut the icy i don't want to be a part of this yeah so when they were writing the Derek carr narrative they're like all right Derek, we need you to just be like this die hard you know raiders fan that just like (laughs) just can't see himself anywhere like imagine you as a kid right you just like you grew up as a dallas cowboys fan right and you um got drafted by the team you play for the team and then they're just like yeah, we think about shifting you to the, to the commanders or something like that. And you're just like, I just can't see it. I'm going to retire. I don't care yeah, about the money. Like, <laughs> I heard, nuts. speaking of that, I heard some weird rumblings that Michael was a, a diehard Eagles fan as a kid. I don't know. Probably, um, I don't know where he's from exactly, but I mean, he went to, he's from out there. Went to yeah, he went to Penn State, so. Man, the Cowboys better sure that up. I, well, I'd yeah, I mean, he was, now. he was, he was, uh, he was basically rooting for them in the Super Bowl. He was like, uh, I'm sure you saw it, um, TP, oh, yeah. but he, he basically said like, uh, he, he phrased it as like, uh, he was rooting for you know a team in the division, you know, or whatever. And people were just like, how could you root for a team in the division? Like they were yeah, just like so heated. I don't. I mean, I think like that makes sense logic. I mean, it's like guys you battle against twice a year, you know them better than anyone else. Um. You probably understand how they could, you know, face a, you know, team in the Super Bowl. So um, I wouldn't want to root for the commanders if they were in the Super Bowl. I'd say that, you know, like (laughs) there are limitations to this. Like if the Giants made it, I mean, like would I be rooting for them? I mean, I don't know. Depends on who they're they're playing. Um, It's like you don't want anyone in your division to win Super Bowl (laughs) for you. So. It's tough, but I mean, I do like a lot of the players. Like I like I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's a good player. Um, so they're guys who like and it's like if they won, you you know, be comfortable with them, you know. Oh, okay, that was that was good. They're a really good player. They did they deserve it. So um, uh, yeah, I would say the only the only players I would feel like all right, whatever. Maybe Jalen Hurts. He just he just has a smug face. I don't really like, but I, I bang with AJ. Yeah. I bang with AJ. And Hassan Reddick, like I, I like I like defensive players, and Hassan Reddick. I we can we can check back all the podcast episodes. How many times I've spoken about Hassan Reddick, and him being the the guy for the Eagles. So, yeah. but I I do know that I've had an, I've had this ongoing argument over the past week with a friend of mine, and he keeps trying to give me the root for the Eagles, and it's just like I, I have no. I, I'm I'm just rooting for good football at this point. I know you that I root for a, the Eagles no matter what. Um, I know yeah. I have a specific uh, specific tie to the Eagles. I know that. Um, oh, do you know? You want to elaborate? Yeah. Not young guys, you out here. Well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. She she sorry. knows she knows, but um, 
Good, good. You know, I, I, I just, you know, we've we discussed at length about the NFL scripts, and she said that um, I should just let the script play out. I love, I love, I love how. Like, <laughs> I love how this whole NFL script thing has like become huge in the past few days. Like I love how like it's like a meme thing, it's a joke thing. Like I saw like the the Dallas Cowboys one and it was just like uh I think it was like yeah, it was like Jerry Jones when he read the like NFL script and it, and it had um it was like Jerry Jones when he read the NFL script about Kaepernick uh like kneeling or something like that. Oh, and they used this the scene from Django where they went to um it was like in the first half of the movie where they went to the um to the ranch and it was like the older gentleman who uh older you know he's gray hair and everything and he was just like uh I'll send you guys a clip later is hilarious but he was like uh Jerry like uh yeah treat him like um like Jerry like how we treat Jerry it, it's like you got to see it understand the context I'm not like reciting it well enough but it, it was really funny and like <laughs> Hey, you seen Django? Like, like it's 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 hilarious. But <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was gonna be the clip where Leonardo DiCaprio was like, "Not around my," because he can't. No, no, it wasn't even that one. That would have been perfect too. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been perfect. Imagine yeah, <laughs> Jerry this, yeah, this, this actually was not the Leo that that it wasn't that part. But <laughs> but I'll tell you this: the NFL got some new scripts they're writing up this season because Sean Payton found his way to Denver. So him and Russ, they're gonna be writing up a, a new script for them this year, bro. Can we see them go from worst to first, bro? Absolutely, Russ. everything. Because because first of all, I think Mahomes and them are gonna win Super Bowl, and so this would just be kind of like. You won the, the the ultimate battle. You won Super Bowl, right? And then you don't struggle necessarily in the regular season, but it's just like the Broncos are just that team. You know what I mean? Like in that division, and it just and it just becomes that thing. Um, so I could I could totally see that happening. I see the script forming forming nicely. Uh, <laughs> maybe some of these coaches, maybe maybe they get like uh like co writing credits on the script. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they get they get a, they have a hand in it. <laughs> I, um, I, think, I think Sean might drive Russell out, man. Russ might be, might, Russ might have went out there to chill. And Sean's nah, like, no, 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 we're not chill. So. No, 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 I don't think so. Um, I think Sean Payton knows what to do. He spoke on The Herd by Colin Coward. Um, and this was not super recently. I would say this was probably earlier in the year um, when Russell was struggling, I think. And, you know, Sean Payton's been a frequent guest on that show. And one thing he said, I saw this flashback after he was announced to coach. They were just like, um, how would you fix like what's going on with Russ in, in Denver? And uh, Sean Payton, I don't know if he was prepared for that question or not, but I mean, he had a really good response. And his response was like, well, you know, I would look back, you know, obviously anybody would think this initially, but he would mention looking back at uh, what he did in Seattle and what he did well. And then he actually recalled like plays um, where Russell was like targeting Tyler Lockett and, you know, uh, specific plays like off of like a like a play action or like a boot play where Russell did really well. Like and he like described the route that the receiver would run that Russ was really dominant on. So, I mean, apparently he's just kind of been looking at at Russ and that offense or probably just football in general because he's a you know football fanatic, I'm sure. Uh, just pretty deeply and intently because that was a very, very good, if not calculated response in turn and like way early in the season too, earlier in the season about how he could um, 
implement better plans for Russ um, with the Denver offense? Because I think they have the playmakers. They definitely have the playmakers. They have the running back, you know, if he's healthy. They've got the receivers. They they have some good players. So it'll they be – They have a defense. They, and they have a defense. Um, I think at the beginning of this podcast for this year, I mentioned I was like, I like the Denver Broncos for all those reasons. I mean, like, they did everything the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. Um, the same year the Bucs won uh, the championship. They brought in that quarterback that's won before. They have a really good defense, and they have the skill position players on offense. Like, it just kind of, to me, made sense. Um, but Definitely maybe Russ does it in year so. two. Maybe I was a year early. Um, but, I, I, I mean, Russ got better at the end of the year. He definitely got better. So um, it's about understanding your quarterback's strengths and weaknesses and working on those strengths. For sure. Well, I, I hope that you're right about Kansas City winning the Super Bowl. So that means that the uh, Denver Broncos can do their thing next season. So I, I, I hope that you are correct, Trev, because, you know, obviously my ties are feeling a little bit deeper right now. But I just, I, I, I really just, I really hope Kansas City wins. I hope you've been be. rehearsing how you're going to react and uh, the that they lose. I hope you've been rehearsing that. Can't be too excited. The Super Bowl. Well, well, you know I'm what? Saying, Eagles, well, hold on, fellas. Let's let's let's, let's save really let's save this talk. Win. Let's save this talk for the next podcast, and and let's dive into our Cowboys, man. Let's let's let let's save that Super Bowl talk for the next show for everybody. Let's let's talk about Kellen Moore real quick. That man is gone. I am thankful. I am happy. Praise God. How y'all feel about Kellen Moore leaving? Um, so I'm not super happy, but um. Because Kellen Moore was at the helm of uh, an NFL top three offense um, for the past, you know, however many seasons, three, four seasons that he's been in this position. So am I happy that we are getting rid of a guy that has, you know, helped us deliver some of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL? Uh, Not necessarily, because if you just say that out loud, that doesn't make a lot of sense. (laughs) But like the something had to fall, you know, when you lose in the first, uh, you know, uh, not the first round, the second round, and your expectations were a little bit further. Someone's gotta gotta go. It can't just be a bunch of like assistant coaches, like oh, the running back, the O line coach, like you know, because I feel like those pieces are more or less interchangeable. You know, you can bring guys in that can do uh, about the same job. Uh, I feel like the real issue was about um, Kellen Moore in big moments. You know, obviously, um, he has on tape on his resume last plays of the game, back-to-back years, in the playoffs, last play call was disastrous. I mean, absolutely disastrous. Like, I would have been okay with the Hail Mary on both times. Probably would have failed. I would have probably been okay with it. Now, to Kellen's defense, he probably knows more about that offense than we will ever know. (laughs) He definitely does. Um, So he probably understands the limitations a bit better of Dak and other personnel. So, um Getting rid of him, um, as long as we have a viable replacement, um, and I'll get into that, Mike McCarthy, if he's up to it, then I think that we'll be fine. Um, I believe he called the plays for Rodgers um, for several years, and I think the thing that led to Mike McCarthy getting fired was that he had a very vanilla play-calling sheet. Um, That last year in Green Bay, he basically – just kind of stunk it up so to speak he uh he um 
you know, that got him fired. That lost him his job. Um, Green Bay, Aaron was still, you know, in his prime and they had good skill position players and, and they just couldn't get it done. Uh, so I think the result of this will probably be the Cowboys not winning 12 games next year. I think that they probably, you know, go through a decline, not just because McCarthy's the, you know, you, you just attract the guy who's top five at what he does. And um, the goal is to get better. Um, I don't know if that happens um, that way. So that's, that's what I think about that. Um, I think that, uh LA is probably a better situation for Kellen Moore um he's been in Dallas his whole career so uh be a nice change of pace for him and I don't know if Brandon Staley was calling the plays before he was not that good at them if he was um so maybe Kellen Moore can help with that but that's all I got Uh, I'm not super excited um because I don't think it was the best decision because they didn't have a superior replacement option in my opinion yeah, congrats. I mean, congratulations to <clears throat> Kellen Moore for finding a job so soon. He does deserve a position somewhere in the NFL, just not with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, as Trev was saying, we don't necessarily have a suitable replacement for him as of yet. Mike McCarthy has had a bit of an issue with play calling, so we'll see who the replacement will be. Hefe, I remember you saying something about or to the effect that Sean Payton would be obviously suitable, but Sean Payton obviously wants a head coaching job, which he did get. The Cowboys just cannot get caught in the same simple play calling going forward. There was a, there's a clip circulate or circulating now about Amari Cooper against the Eagles. And he was complaining about, you know, how they kept calling that, that stop route or the curl route. <clears throat> and Amari goes, yo, Dak, come on, man. And then Dak's like, no, nah, I just run the play. And then Dak's like, nah, I was going to switch it up. They end up running a, a go route and they end up scoring on that play. And Amari speaks to it on in the post game, and I think that's just indicative of how our seasons were going. You know, we get to these points where we see that the what, what we have, what we're capable of, and we didn't use CD Lamb often in deep threats. When we did, we were successful for what it's worth. So we just weren't we weren't taking the chances that we needed to. We weren't using our star star power, and I think that the Cowboys going forward if we I think that we're going to need an offensive coordinator that recognizes that we have star power on the outsides and that we can get them the ball because all these other these teams that are in the Super Bowl they're making to the NFC championship games they 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 use their talents to the best of their ability obviously we've seen AJ Brown run countless flies or Devontae Smith running countless up top line but go routes in deep posts and deep crosses I've said it throughout the season what I don't know if I said on here but the Eagles, for what it's worth, they run five to six routes. The receivers run like pretty much only they run on they pretty much succeed in only like four to five routes, rather. I'm sorry. They have the go route, they have the deep post, they have the flag out or the um, the route to the flats with the running backs, and they run that's that quick slant. <clears throat> they get the ball out of Jalen Hurts hands quickly, or they're throwing it deep. That's all the Eagles do, and it's effective. They have the talent. The Cowboys have the talent for it to do something similar. We just don't use it. And we do these, these predictable go, I mean, these predictable curl routes, cornerbacks jump them all the time. We don't, we don't do a whole bunch of, of disguising what we're doing and we're very predictable. So I do um, wish Kellen Moore a bunch of success. What are you going to say? Yeah. I, I want to add on to that. I think, like I said, I think Kellen Moore knows way more about the Cows, Dallas Cowboys offensive personnel than we do we speculate because sometimes we see things and oh we should do this we should do this more but it's like 
I think we just all got to remember the limitations of the players and then current injuries in season. Everybody's hurt in season, you know, and some things are just not reported on, um, you know, that we'll just never know about. And then there are certain limitations of players that, you know, are just beyond what we can, you know, visibly see some, they could be mental limitations, whatever, you know, whatever it might be. It's like the calls that were being made are just like, I'm making this call because I feel like these are the plays that I feel like could be successful. You know what I mean? Like, even if they look very basic to us, it's like, I have to call this because I think it'll be successful based on the skill players I have. If I have Mahomes, you know, it's just like, oh man, I can get creative because I know this guy can do like a whole lot of things, you know, so to speak. And it's just like, I, I believe um, the play caller in Kansas City, Eric Biemi, like let's say he's in Dallas, for example, right? Um, he's not calling the same offense that he calls with Patrick Mahomes, you know, because, you know, for Dak Prescott, because Dak Prescott probably wouldn't, you know, be um, maybe able to um, complete those, you know, throws or complete those plays that he's designed. Um, maybe he's limited in that way. So I, I just really think all offensive play callers are for the most part, you know, the top ones, top 10 teams are, are pretty decent, but it's just the limitations of the quarterback. They have to call the plays for, or not even the quarterback, the receivers, the offensive line. They just know so much more about what's going on than we will ever do. And, it, you know, maybe that's the reason they call simple plays, you know, because that's, that's just how like, you know, what they think that their team can handle maybe. So no, Reza, like, I don't disagree with that point. Because obviously Dak is not Patrick Mahomes by any means. So I agree with you there. But look how well just, he did with, what's his name, the backup. Like, those were simple plays. Like, you know, but he executed, you know, every time on those plays. And I, you know, I don't know. I just, at, at some point, um, at some point, our offense tends to become predictable. I guess that's just my point. And, yeah, and it does. I guess, like, yeah, you know, to your I point think in big the, games. The problem is teams figure us out. You know, after the halfway point of the season, teams start to figure out what Kellen Moore is doing every year. And he doesn't know how to switch the style up again. He just yeah. keeps going with the same thing that he thinks is going to work. And it doesn't work. So, you know, if he can't flip a switch again, you know, what what good is he? What good is those rankings? What what good is being the best offense if yeah. if it's not bringing us to where we need to be? Yeah, and that and that number, the number of points is is really not like a clear metric because – Everyone talks about, man, like Dallas has the highest scoring offense and or points per game. Like really, really, really should be like Dallas might have the highest points per game, you know, in the in the in the uh, league or something like that. Whereas, you know, the defense is clearly putting up points as well. So it's just like we might win a game by over 30 points, but maybe our defense scored a touchdown or something like I don't know. It's just like it's a mis misleading stat. I think it should be further broken down um, anyways. But, you know. It's, it's one of those things. I think he'll probably do well in LA. I, I really, I really do think so. You know, I think he's going to with, with, especially with that that group of talent. But I mean, we'll see yeah. what happens. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's it for this one. Y'all can catch us for the Super Bowl episode next week. Until then, El Jefe's out. I don't know what we're gonna do with these balloons that are flying over the country, but. I hope that they figure it out soon. TP's out of here. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, this is Trev. And uh, thank you for checking out another episode of Triple Babble Podcast. Um, catch us next week for the Super Bowl discussion. We will be giving our um, predictions for the big game, <clears throat> Chiefs. And um, we will be discussing player props and uh, everything else 
fun about that particular matchup. And, you know, just possibly, um, you know, if there's some exciting news during the week of the Pro Bowl or <laughs> something exciting happens, we'll try to recap that as well. But until then, uh, give us a rating on Apple and Spotify, and we will, yeah, talk to you later. So this is uh, Trev signing out for Triple Battle.